Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Made it to a Friday. It's hour one. It's a meat Friday. The Traeger Grill's all fired up. Philly cheesesteaks today. Baked barbecue chicken mac and cheese today <laughs> as well. Yeah. You're welcome, McLovin. I was going to bring some manly food back after last week's embarrassment. Mac and cheese is manly? Baked barbecue chicken, mac and cheese. That's all American. Are you a patriot? By the way, you know, I'm going to have to go Philly cheesesteak snob. No matter what comes off the grill, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. But we think that you can only make a good Philly cheesesteak in Philly. I know. I know. So you tap out today. More for us. What? Wait, what? You know what? We have some broccoli with Parmesan cheese from last week left over. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure that that broccoli will hold up well after a week. Charles Barkley will join us coming up in a little bit. We'll talk to another Hall of Famer, John Smoltz, and Rich Eisen from the NFL Network will stop by as well. Your phone calls always welcome. Round two of the PGA Championship is underway. We'll keep an eye on that. Got basketball tonight. The NBA hoping, praying that Steph Curry will make it into the first round of the playoffs. But got to get by the Memphis Grizzlies. That'll be coming up tonight. The NBA play-in tournament seems to be a success. The Lakers-Warriors game was a classic. Rest of the games, not so much. Congrats to the Wizards. The Wizards have moved on as they blew by the pesky Pacers last night. Everybody feels good for Russell Westbrook. Yay! Yay. Uh, You know, the games were on TV. And uh, I guess the league has to be happy here. Not every year you're going to have Steph versus LeBron for a play-in game. And I think we're taking the results where we go, man, the play-in tournament is awesome. Okay, did you watch the Wizards last night against the Pacers? Didn't think so. Did you watch Spurs Grizzlies? Didn't think so. 
Well, are you going to watch the Steph Curry Warriors against the Grizzlies tonight? And nothing against Memphis. I mean, it's a nice little plucky team. (laughs) Steph Curry is up there as the most watchable player right now. But if you can get him into the playoffs, then great. You got to be careful, though, because you can't be saying those things because it can cost you $25,000. You want to hear what $25,000 sounds like? Nate McMillan is the Atlanta Hawks head coach, and he had this to say about his first-round opponent, the New York Knicks. The league wants this. They need this. It's a big market uh, for the league, and uh, New York has been out of the playoffs for a number of years. And, uh, you know, this is a team that our league, you know, they want to see. You know, there's a huge fan base. They want to see New York in the playoffs. You know, they want to see the Lakers in the playoffs. You know, teams like that, uh, Boston Celtics, they want to see these teams in the playoffs. And I and I and I put New York in that category uh, that the league wants to see it. Everybody wants to see this, you know, uh, even to the fact that, you know, our game was moved to Sunday. That cost. Nate McMillan, $25,000. What he said was true. Like, that's 100% true. But I, 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 did it sound like he was accusatory to say that they're going to do whatever they can do to get the Knicks in the postseason or the Celtics in the postseason? Now, do I think the league tried to do everything they could to get Zion Williamson in the postseason <laughs> last year? Yes, I do. That's $25,000 right there. But it's true what he said. Yes, Todd. He didn't say look at some of the calls in recent games or check the tape, how something was manipulated to make sure the Knicks got one of the seeds. I don't, I don't get it. What would that have cost him if he had said, yeah, they're going to get all the calls here. But uh, that cost Nate McMillan $25,000. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. I cannot be fined $25,000. The NBA wants Steph Curry to make it into the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Patrick calls out league. Yeah. (laughs) What are they going to do? Take away my league pass? Hairdo jabs commissioner. Yes, Seton. By finding Nate McMillan for saying that, are they also saying then that they don't want the Knicks (laughs) and the Celtics in the playoffs? They do want them in. You're just not allowed to say that they want them in. They only want small market teams in the playoffs. I think that's where your wife goes, hey, how do I look in this dress? Hmm. Oh, you look great. Because if you give your honest opinion, then that's going to cost you the equivalent of $25,000. Yes, Paul. By the way, that pause you just did there after how do I look in that dress would have killed you. You wouldn't have been able to recover. Already sunk. No, no, no. Because then I would say if my wife said, oh, you paused. Yeah, how do I come up with the appropriate words to say awesome or gorgeous or you're stunning? Like, I, I wasn't sure. I, I know. As I, a matter of fact, Dan, you're already too late if she's, if your wife asked, how do I look? Mm. You should have already told her that oh, she, she oh, looked great. Yeah, that's true. Why do I have should've, to ask? Yeah, why did I even have to ask? I've like, been down that road before. Yep, should have already said it. And then I said to her, well, how do I look? Like, it's a two-way street. Like, look, I'm very insecure talking hairdo. Come on. How do I look? Yeah. Okay. How's it feel? Yes, we 
The NBA fines for coaching, it's the dumbest thing in sports. The, I know we talk about it all the time, but Steve Kerr getting fined for saying he would sign LeBron for a million dollars a year on our show is the dumbest thing. Like, is the I NBA, know. like, they have no functioning brain when it comes to these things? I think they just have to do it to protect themselves. Because if uh, somebody says, well, you didn't find Steve Kerr when he said he would give LeBron the uh, mid-level ex- exception or something, exemption, you just want to make sure you, you you just you treat everybody the same way. But you and Steve were laughing. Uh, I laughed longer than Steve did because it cost him. He got fined by the league. And it was funny because I said, hey, you got any money to sign LeBron? Yeah. You know, the mid-level exception or whatever it was. Yes, Paulie. But the NBA put more of a focus on their desire for the Lakers and the Knicks to be in the playoffs by finding Nate McMillan. If they would have just ignored it, we wouldn't be talking about it today. Yeah. This program brought to you by M-Drive, the everyday supplement that uh, I take. Help keep me long. long. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) Help keeps me strong, lean, energized. Yes, Tom. I'm going to buy a bunch of those. (laughs) I was already going to buy it, but I'm going to load up. Go to mdrivedan.com today. Your results may vary, by the way. Website just crashed. (laughs) Website just crashed. (laughs) Free shipping, 60-day guarantee. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime. With M Drive. Yeah, it is a Friday. McLovin, what kind of poll question do we have? We're so proud of our poll options on this Ivy Glass. There's no way they're going to actually work. Probably shouldn't have gone from that to yeah, a poll. poll. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> first, a serious one, then a, a less serious one. Which NBA player has the most pressure on him to do well in this playoffs? We came up with some choices. Okay. Uh, Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, okay. uh, Joel Embiid. Nikola, oh God, I can't even say it. Jogic. Uh, is there James Harden? And then is LeBron belong on there? Does Kyrie Irving belong on there? And does Dame Lillard belong on there? Who's got the most pressure? I think Giannis has a ton of pressure. I think Paul George should be on there. Right. He's not going to win the poll, but he, he should be on there because we're still waiting. I, I guess if you're going to pick out a Nets player... Harden wanted out of out of Houston. Kyrie has been in and out. Durant coming back from the injury. Durant's got rings. Kyrie's got one. I guess Harden. I guess since he wanted out. Uh, Giannis is facing some pressure there. But he, you know, he can only do so much because he he's probably going to average forty points a game against the Nets when they when they face the Nets if they face the Nets I should say, but you know is that going to be enough? Um, and then you wonder, you know, what did he learn? What did that team learn from last year in the postseason? And then how do you apply that? A lot of what happens is you take it, it's kind of a, an accumulation here of two years ago or last year, and then you build on your playoff failures. You, 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 you know, it's open for everybody to see. Now, how do you prevent that from happening? It's happened to all these great teams that they take these steps where you all of a sudden go, hey, we're facing the Celtics. Oh, we lost this year. Facing the Celtics. We lost that year. Facing the Celtics. We got by the Celtics. The Bulls facing the Pistons. We lost. Facing the Pistons. We lost. We got by the Pistons. And then once you get past that, then you never look back. Most of these teams that figure it out, 
never look back. And maybe you have that. Maybe you have a situation where Milwaukee figures this out. But I do think there's a lot of pressure on the Greek freak. Yeah, McLovin. I got another one in the Paul George vein. How about Ben Simmons with the Sixers? No. Because I feel like if they lose, people are going to blame Simmons, who's a max player and, you know, gets a lot of love. Well, I saw where Kenny Smith said on TNT that Ben Ben Simmons is, you know, great defender. He's one of the top three defensive players of the year, according to the uh, final candidates. But he can't guard these quick guards. He's a 6'11 guard who can't guard. Kind of hard to say, wow, he's uh, one of the top defenders in the game. He's great. He's a help defender. And, and, and he can guard a lot of players, but he can't guard Russell Westbrook or Bradley Beal. And that's what Kenny Smith is saying. Yeah, Paul. Does it feel like Ben Simmons has settled into what he is? He is a second tier, not a lower tier, but a second tier basketball player where like when you talk about the best players in the game, he's not in that discussion. He's in the next tier. Like, I, I don't even know who I want to put in there, but like uh, DeMar DeRozan doesn't get talked about as a top 10 NBA player, but he's very good. Yeah. And, but he doesn't seem like the guy when, hey, who are the best guys? He, I think Ben Simmons is what he's going to be. What did Simmons add average this year? 14 points per game. Seven rebounds, seven assists, pretty much the same as every other year. He's actually down in some categories. Yeah, like those are just nice statistics. And you could say, well, he's well-rounded. Um, and he's a good defender. But but he's not an A player. He's in the B category. Yeah, McLovin. And Embiid has sort of taken off. Yeah. I mean, Embiid statistically has really been amazing. Yeah, uh, the Wizards rolled over the Pacers last night. Jokic, Curry, and Embiid are the top three candidates for MVP. It's going to be the Joker and probably will be a landslide victory for him. I think Steph has made a um, a late surge here. And a lot of voters will probably, probably say, you know what? Joker's going to win. I'm going to vote for Steph Curry. You might have some of that, you know, late at the ballot box, 11th hour, where you start to look at what Steph Curry was able to do. Embiid was great early, but if you're going to miss 20 games, then you're going to get, you're going to get banged for that. And M- Embiid will probably win an MVP one of these years, as talented as he is. But it's, uh, it's, the, Joker's, it's the Joker's year. Yeah, McClough. What happens if Joker wins and they lose their first-round series? Is it, gonna, yeah. is it almost unfair how much heat will come down on him for that? Well, it'll it, it'll you'll see the results next year. If if the Joker and Denver lose in the opening round, then the next year then we'll, they'll, they'll go well MVP. But his team they lost in the opening round. I think the voters did that to the Greek Freak this year because of the two previous years. Hey, back to back, he was great, but they didn't even get to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I think that they'll you'll be held accountable for that. Whether that's fair or not, but I think that that's going to happen. Uh, let's see. Anything else I need to mention here up front? Yeah, let me club. Well, the, the poll we really love here. Would you rather win? Should I save this poll or should I give it down? It's save-worthy. It's save-worthy? Save-worthy. It's a golf poll. A golf poll. Okay. I know what we're going to do here. Yeah, you probably know. <laughs> We've done it. I think we did I it like 2011. Did. I know what's going to happen here. The annual Would PGA. you rather win... <laughs> Would you rather win two PGA championships or one Masters? That's exactly Am I right. That's exactly okay. the <laughs> verbatim. Well, I, th- I think it started at four PGA. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking. I, I thought it was going to be three. 
Like, would you rather win three PGA championships or one Masters? And I love, too, that Andrew's like, guys, how many people have even won four majors? Like, what, what is wrong with you? I yeah, I was like, four, <laughs> four PGAs. <laughs> But then, then they kind of convinced me the green jacket's so cool that I'm actually <laughs> leaning Masters now. Two PGA Championships or one Masters? I'd take one Masters. Now, if you said <laughs> two PGA Championships or one British Open, the Open Championship is what they call it. What if it was two PGA, a U.S. Open, or a Masters? I would take the U.S. Open. And the two no, PGAs. But not over the in. Masters. Not over the Masters. No, you, ha- you get two PGAs and a U.S. Open. Oh, oh, oh. Or a Masters. I would take, the, I'd take three majors. Yeah, I would, I would take three. I, I mean, i got to draw a line somewhere here. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, I'll, I'll take two PGAs and a U.S. Open, and I'll raise you a, a Players' Championship. Yes, Paul. I'm going to up it a little bit. Back oh, to the original one. Three PGA championships. Those two are three majors. Okay. You're with guys like, you know, Rory McIlroy, Ernie Els, or Brooks Kepka, or one Masters. I'm going to take three PGA championships. Really? Yeah. Okay, what about two PGAs <laughs> and you lose in a playoff to uh, any golfer of your choice in the British Open, the Open Championship, or a Masters? I'll you don't. You, you don't get the the British Open. You you only get. It's, it's a playoff. See, you lose in a playoff. A dramatic moment. It's called the Open Championship. Yeah, the Open Championship. Whatever. I'm going to take the Masters. Yes, McLeod. You get to win the Valspar Open every year for the next 15 <laughs> years, Ooh. or one PGA. <laughs> it's a lot of free paint. <laughs> hmm. Fifteen Valspars. So I get Fifteen Valspars. Or one PGA. <laughs> You're just walking around that tournament. You yeah. know you got it. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm Mr. Valspar. <laughs> when I walk by, that's when people go, there goes Mr. Valspar right there. And I've got, you know, my pants, my outfit looks like, you know, it's paint swatches there. All right, let me take a break. Let's ask Charles Barkley. I'll ask Charles that question. He's never going to think he's getting that question. Two PGAs or a Masters? And then we'll ask him some basketball questions. I heard him on uh, ESPN. He was on the popular show Get Up, the Get Ups with Mike Greenberg. And I think he was leaning towards if LeBron wins another title this year, that might put him over the top with Michael Jordan. Yes, we do give credit to everybody. There's no sources close, or I heard. That's Greeny had him on. Good get by him. Good question. So uh, I'll follow up and make it seem like it's my own. We'll take. <laughs> I like how I'm giving credit to myself for giving credit to others. <laughs> Good work on that. How selfish. I was just thinking. Uh, yeah. Oh, don't even go down that road. Because <laughs> you could have handled it like that. No, people have handled it like that. You know, <laughs> after I just asked the question of somebody and then somebody comes on their show and go, you know, I was just thinking, oh, you were just thinking the question I asked, right? Let's take a break here. It's Friday. Everything's good. Everybody feels good. We play nice today. Got my puppy. You know, I got a puppy. Winnie's in today. Playing nice. You got a puppy. Yeah, I got a puppy. Uh, we got meat Friday. Got Barkley coming up. Rich Eisen. John Smoltz is going to tell us why no hitters are, well, maybe he'll agree with Clayton Kershaw. 
No hitters are bad for the sport. So a lot to get to here. It's coming up on 19 after the hour. Just getting started. Dan and the Dan at Stan Patrick Show. It's amazing. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. I keep reminding people this, Todd. I don't know how they do that and to stay in business. And isn't it like 100% every store you can, you can use it? Yeah, 99%. Ah, come on with the 99 right? 99% of all the places that take a credit card take Discover. So get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations do apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Amber Ruffin Show is a free Peacock original late night series each week. Writer, comedian Amber Ruffin responds to the news in her signature style. Sign up for free at PeacockTV.com. Stream an all-new episode tonight. Popular broadcaster inside the NBA analyst Hall of Famer, Charles Barkley, back on the program. Good morning, Chuck. How you doing? Yo, man. Why you get... Only you got me up this early in the damn morning. Only you. That's how much I like your ass. I love your ass. I don't ever get up this early in the morning. Only because of you. All right. Well, what are you going to do the rest of the day? Well, I'm going to sleep in until I, well, I wake up. Then oh, okay. I'm going to play golf all day. I got the day off. Well, now that you have a uh, a golf swing here, you're looking good. I'm getting better, brother. I'm no, getting better. I good worked for you. hard. Shout out to my coach, Dan Utley. I worked hard. And I want some more of you, Dan. <laughs> but, you know, I want you. I, look, I remind people, I'm one of the last people who saw you play well. And that was in Dayton, Ohio, when you shot a 79. And you played well, and you should have retired there or stopped taking lessons. <laughs> you, hey, you know what? I'm just glad to be out playing, having fun again, smoking me a couple cigars, drinking a little bit. Hey, that's not, hey, there's only two things old people can do, golf and fish, and I love <laughs> both of them. All right, I got a question for you. I'll give you two PGA championships or one Masters. What would you rather have? Well, I think it'd probably be the Masters okay. uh, because, you know, it's just that's, you know, unless you're from overseas where they think the Open Championship is the greatest thing ever. I think winning the Masters with the tradition and history, I think that I think that would be it. How about three PGA championships or one Masters? Well, I think three, three kind of takes it to a whole nother level. So I'd go with three of those. Uh, but listen, winning one Masters, that's historical. Uh, two is different, but three, I think I'd go with three PGAs. How about an NBA championship or the Masters? Well, I think the Masters, personally. I mean, because, hey, they give out the NBA championship every year. And I know they do the Masters every year, but, like, Nobody knows who won the championship five years ago in the NBA. But, you know, to be able to host – I mean, think about that. I think that's such a great tradition. You know, you, you talk about places you want to be. Can you imagine being at the Masters dinner on Tuesday night with only guys who won the Masters? And you get to pick out the menu? That would be one of the coolest things ever, Dan. I mean, I mean, think about that. 
you get to pick out the menu, and there's probably I don't even know how many living Masters champions there are. It can't be more than thirty. What would your menu be? Uh, probably fried chicken, <laughs> uh, ham hocks, neck bones, chitlins, um, <laughs> some type of pecan uh, pecan pie, some collard greens. I'd go all, all – I mean, you know they ain't had no chillers or ham hocks and neck balls there. I might even throw some pickers and pick beets in there to get them a little soul. When you go back to Alabama, do you got a restaurant or go-to restaurant? I'll go to Fleming's every night when I'm in Alabama because I'm in a small town and we don't have any restaurants. So I have to drive to Birmingham. My hometown leads. We don't have any restaurants. Uh so we, I drive. I spend every night when I'm in Alabama. I go to Fleming's. Uh, they they just take good care of me there, and I take a couple of my homeboys, and we have a great night. I saw that you uh, gave back to your school. You were giving out a thousand dollars to employees at your high school. Well, you know, Dan, it's been a tough year. Um, it's been a tough year in, my, in the world. So shout out to anybody who lost somebody to COVID or lost their job. And, you know, and I, and, you know I, I love teachers. I admire them. I respect them. And I wanted to do something nice for the teachers in my hometown. And uh, I thought it would be nice to give them a little year-end bonus. I mean, because I know it's been crazy. I, I couldn't imagine. I, hey, it's so funny. I talked to all my friends who got kids. They found out doing this COVID situation that when their kids are home, their kids are a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're like, hey, they're like, yo, man. My kids are crazy. Having them at the house all day, I'm never going to say anything bad about teachers in my life. So I want to do, give a shout out to all the teachers out there because everybody realized during the pandemic, my kid is crazy as hell. <laughs> what were you like if I talked to one of your grade school teachers? What would they have said about you? Oh, I didn't start going crazy until probably my second or third year in the NBA when I first got into this whole craziness. I was a really quiet, shy kid back in high school. But, you know, once you get in the limelight, man, it's a different animal. And, and first of all, I got in the limelight in Philadelphia. I tell people, there's nothing, can, there's, there's nothing that can prepare you for being famous. There's nothing in the world. And then to do it in Philadelphia is a whole other animal. So, uh, I, I was a good kid. I had great friends and great teachers. Miss Turk, Miss Hill, Miss Robinson. Love y'all. Miss Robinson passed away, but Miss Turk and Miss Hill were amazing. Uh, my coaches, Wallace Honeycutt and Billy Copeland, were amazing. You know, Dan, I always tell people, you know, I watch the news all the time. And you see how crazy it is in some of these big cities. Going to growing up in a small town with a couple of people, man, I think was a really great thing for me. Because I didn't know what I was missing. But I didn't have to worry about all that crime and all this craziness that's going around in the country that you see every day on television. But you said your second year, you had the spotlight on you. Like, how goofy did it get for you? It's something you can't even explain. You know, microphones in your face every day. Guys asking you questions that... You know, I'm trying. You're trying to learn. But are you, know, you talking about your social life? Like when you went out and and you know that you were you were exposed to a big city. 
Yeah, and it was crazy. I, I tell you the story that I think uh, at the beginning of my third year, I became a star, and it was overwhelming. And this is how stupid I was. I, we had, I got a guy, a bunch of me and my guys together. I said, yo, man, it's hard for people walking up to you all the time or autographs, take pictures. Let's go somewhere so I can get away and we can just be boys. And I had never been out of the country at that point. So I said, hey, let's go to Hawaii for a week. Nobody will know me in Hawaii. I'll get, I'll get like, nobody gonna know me, man. It, it, that's how crazy it was. Cause like when people come up, people want autographs and pictures all the time. When it first happens, it's a little overwhelming. But I took like four of my friends. We went to Hawaii. I was like, yeah, nobody's gonna know me in Hawaii. And that was my first like, oh yeah, being in the limelight is totally different. It's totally different than anything I'm ever gonna experience. But I, I, I like, oh, man, this is going to be weird. They know me in Hawaii. It's crazy. Yeah, but imagine if you're Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods and, like, you know, or a, a big-time actor or musician and you're traveling. Like, you can't go anywhere. Well, you know what's interesting? Uh, I've been close with Michael and Tiger at, at some point. Out of all the celebrities I've ever met in my life and been around, Michael and Tiger are the only two that people absolutely lose their mind when they're around. Like, and I, listen, I've been around everybody, Dan, to a certain degree, but I will say this, Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods are the only two athletes I've ever been around where people absolutely lose their mind. When Michael was in his heyday and Tiger, and Tiger's always been Tiger, those are the, like, those are the only two guys I've ever been around. Like, people get excited when you're around other guys, but, People absolutely, when Michael was in his heyday, people, and same thing with Tiger, people just stop and stare, and they think it's like, it, it was crazy back, it was it was amazing and crazy. So thank God I've never been as big as either one of those guys. He's uh, Charles Barkley, the Hall of Famer. McLovin, give Charles the poll question today. Okay, the NBA one. Yeah. Okay, which player has the most pressure on him in this year's postseason? Uh, Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, or James Harden? Well, it's an easy question. It's either it's either it's, it's James Harden. Uh, the, the, the Nets uh, and Kevin, the Nets got the most pressure uh, of any team in the NBA. They have to win the championship, but their season's not a success. And I said you got to put in Paul George as well. Uh, that's a fair. That's a fair thing. Uh, but Giannis. Giannis has to, uh, Giannis, and, and I'm telling you something, Giannis, uh, Giannis and James Harden and Paul George, those three guys got the most pressure. I think that two of those guys got to get to the finals. I mean, listen, uh, uh, Paul George is an interesting case because I don't think people look at him like they look at Giannis or, J or, that, or that team they put together in Brooklyn. Paul does have some pressure, but like, man, the West is the craziest I've ever seen it. I have zero idea who's going to win the West, but in the East, it's easily Brooklyn and Milwaukee who are going to play in the second round of the playoffs. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's Brooklyn and Milwaukee. Both of those teams got to at least get to the finals or it's been a disappointing season. You were on ESPN yesterday with Mike Greenberg, and it sounded like if LeBron wins another title, 
you might elevate LeBron above Michael Jordan. You're open to that? I'm open to the discussion. Okay. You know, first of all, I think they got a lucky break having to play the Phoenix Suns. But if they can win three series, if if he beats Phoenix, uh, they beat Denver, and then they beat the Clippers, the caveat, to be honest, uh, Dan, is going to be if if they can beat the big three in Brooklyn. Now, I'm I'm telling you, I'm picking Milwaukee to win the East. Mm. I, I love what they've done with Drew Holiday and P.J. Tucker. But if LeBron can get win three series on the road and beat the big three in Brooklyn. Now, if he beats Philadelphia or Milwaukee, but if he beats those three guys in Brooklyn, I would be open to the discussion that he is – I would elevate him past Kobe – and then I would listen to the argument that he's in the conversation with Michael Jordan. I think that's only fair because this, to me, is gonna. You know, he's been out basically all season. Anthony Davis has been out basically all season. If they can win three series on the road and beat the Brooklyn Nets, I'm I'm open to the conversation that he's on Michael Jordan's level. But you don't even have him on Kobe's level. I don't. I got Kobe a little bit ahead of LeBron, just a little bit. Hmm. Uh, I do. But, you know, it's so funny when you have these arguments. Hey, listen, I'm not putting him ahead. Like when people be arguing, you're crazy, Charles Barkley. You're crazy. You got Kobe Bryant ahead of LeBron. I says, I don't have Papa Jones ahead of LeBron. I said, (laughs) Kobe Bryant is one of the best (laughs) to ever do it. And I love Popeye. But I'm telling you, like, you know, he's in that conversation, but, man, I don't think the Lakers are going to win the championship. But if they're able to win a championship this year, I think you got to at least be open to the conversation. We had Robert Ory on yesterday, and after he got a shout-out from Rudy Tomjanovich at the Hall of Fame that he should be in the Hall of Fame, I asked Robert if he is a Hall of Famer. What do you think? You know, Dan, I, I don't answer those questions because I don't want to poo-poo on anybody. Robert is somebody I I respect. He had a hell of a career. But, you know, I I don't – I'm just glad, number one, C-Webb finally got in. He should have been in five years ago. Mm. But I think it's such a tough call to to vote. I don't have a vote. But, man, that's a very interesting debate about Robert Ory. He's had a hell of a career. I know he won a lot of championships. But – like I say, I'm glad I don't have to make that vote. Would you rather have Robert Ory's career or Carl Malone's? Carl Malone's. Carl Malone's easy Hall of Famer. He's on the dream team. Listen, hey, everybody wants to win. I, want, I wanted to win a championship. But, you know, it's interesting how guys who get paid to talk about sports always want to badmouth guys like myself, Carl Malone, John Stockton, Patrick Ewing. You know, it's a... I don't know how it became a singular thing. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, it, nobody wins. Like, wait, why y'all picking on, and I mean, picking is not the right word. Why y'all picking on us? Like, we just didn't have teams that were good enough to win. So I don't understand how it switched from, like, it's a team game, and then when you don't win, like, was well, your fault. First of all, it's my, first of all, it's my fault we were even in it. We were, we were on TV. <laughs> you know, hey, we didn't. Listen, I'm not, I don't, and I don't, I don't want to throw shade at anybody. I'm saying, hey, we only showed the Utah Jazz because of John Stockton and Carl Malone. Let's get that out the way. 
We didn't show the jazz because of Thurl, Bailey, and Byron Russell. I mean, <laughs> hey, hey, I love Seth Sabalos, but the reason we were on TV every week was because of me. It wasn't because of, it wasn't because of Seth Sabalos and the Gail Knight. You know, that. <laughs> if you could change anything about that series against the Bulls in the finals, what what would you change strategy wise? Well, we had, you know, we had a six-point lead, and we ran three plays for me, and I had to pass the ball three straight times. I I, I lay around sometime and think, like, man, I should have went through that double team. It's not a good basketball play. It's not a smart basketball play. But they made me pass the ball three times in a row, and we didn't score. And they scored seven straight points to beat us by one. Sometimes when I'm in my private moments, I'm like, I actually, it's so funny you asked me that question. I was like, okay. Because Horace Grant and Scottie Pippen are the two best defenders. When they double you, there's no space. But they're both lean and athletic. So hard to find actually a passing angle out of that double team. But sometimes when I'm in a room by myself, I think like, well, maybe if I had to do this. But it's like I say, it's not a smart basketball play to try to go against a double team, especially those two guys. But that's the only thing I, I, I think about at times, Dan. Great question. And then don't leave John John Paxson open. Well, okay. So, you know, it's interesting on the play because I had been studying because I knew we were going to play the Bulls in the finals. The year I got traded to Phoenix, I told Cotton Fitzsimmons, I says, hey, we're going to play the Bulls in the finals. And I've been studying tape on them all year. So the play, because people said Charles went for that steal. I went for the steal because I know nobody else on that team. It's only two guys on the team had the courage to shoot the ball. That was MJ and Paxson. Because you go back and look at the play, Scotty actually had a layup and Horace Grant had a layup, but they didn't want to shoot the ball. So the play was going to be, in my mind, I saw him run it. They were going to throw it to Scotty, and they were going to have Michael coming at us full speed. So I jumped the play. I jumped the play because I said, Scott is not going to shoot it. Nobody's going to shoot it. So I, th- I feel like I had time to get back in the play. But Scotty gave it to Hart. He didn't. He passed it. He, he could have took it to the basket. We would have tied, tied it up. Horace had a layup. It would have tied it up. And I said, okay. But I went to jump Michael because Michael was going to get it. It was going to be a handoff. So I jumped the play. And listen, uh, Danny shouldn't have left Paxson because if they had scored a two, it would have still been a tie game. But, hey, it is what it is, brother. But I had scouted that play for six months. That's, you know, just the detail is pretty amazing. Well, you know, I used to always look at the tape. and So when I got traded, I said, we're going to play the Bulls in the finals. And I said, I cannot. I said, we're going to play them. And I, I'm, I was very confident against them. Very confident. Because I know they couldn't match up with me. We couldn't match up with Michael. And it, I, I actually, I think the guy who played great that series, who never gave mentioned, was Scott Williams. We, he, he, he's the guy who really, in my, in my opinion, had a huge effect in that series. But it still came down to, to, to Michael against me. And I didn't – the only game – I. I, I didn't play. I played. I didn't play good in one, but the rest of the series I played good. But uh, it was. I just couldn't make enough plays for us to win. Go back to bed. Thanks for joining us. Uh, great. I did, Dan. I told you 
I'm once you're up, you can't go back to bed. You told me you were going back to sleep, and then you were going to wake up and play golf. I'm going to practice, Dan. I'm only working on my game. Dan, why don't you come to Tahoe anymore, man? Well, listen, how about this? Well, I want to lose now. I, I, I would crush you before. Now it might be competitive. Yeah, but why wouldn't you do your show from Tahoe that week? You got every job in the world. You can have anybody on your show you want. Lake Tahoe is the only place in the country where it's not going to be hot. You should do your show the whole week from Tahoe, and then let me kick your ass on the golf course. <laughs> All right, it's only May, so I got time. Well, man, hey, you know I got a lot of love for you, man. I'm so happy for all your success. Thanks for having me on, brother. Thank you, Charles. That's uh, right, guys. the Hall of Famer, Charles Barkley. We'll take a break. Back after this with our play of the day. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God! The play, the play, is called play. of the day. Check this out. Westbrook coming up for it right now. Extra gear. Bank and score. Bank and score. Russell Westbrook. They're getting up here in Capital One Arena as the Wizards have their biggest lead of the night. Wizards Radio Network. Russell Westbrook Jr. the third. Hitting a jumper there. Not that they needed it. They won 142 to 115. That's tied for the most points any team had in uh, 2020-2021. The Wizards play the Sixers on Sunday. That's fourth time this season, I should say. They've scored over 140 points. What's wrong? Yeah, Seaton. I would just <laughs> just noticing the music is a little bit of a downer for such yeah. an exciting moment. <laughs> yeah, who picked the music here? I don't know. Somebody, was there like a passing? That sounds like Sports Center comeback from break, somebody died music. Right. Play of the day brought to you by <laughs> Simply, Simply Safe. Isn't just award winning security. Helps keep your family safe. They offer a team of highly trained security experts for when you need them the most. Thoughts and prayers. Go to simplysafetan.com today, customize your system, and get a free security camera. That's why you're the best in the business. Thank that you. transition like that. Yes. We're all saddened by Russell Westbrook hitting that jumper in a 142 <laughs> to 115 contest. Quick, somebody cue up the cold play. Yeah. That's when we were did radio at ESPN. As soon as something bad happened or somebody died, something, whatever it was, some type of tragedy, it'd be like, all right, replace the bumper music, throw in the Coldplay. And that stuff always worked best. But what song from Coldplay? Anyone. And it's just like, oh, somebody, something bad happened. They all just have that perfect, like, downer sort of note to it. Wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe not Vita La Vita, but a lot oh. of them are like. <laughs> and I'll fix you. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. 
You got to let Fritzy know who Coldplay is. He has no idea. I'm assuming it's some kind of musical group. Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, Chris Martin and Coldplay. Used to be married to Gwyneth Paltrow. They've been around around 20 years, Todd. <laughs> who's, who's Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah, exactly. Who's high pitch? Charles Barkley was great. That was some really interesting stuff. Uh, I found it interesting that he, he still has Kobe over uh, LeBron James on his all-time list. And also, he took the gentlemanly way out or the approach when I ask him about Robert Ory, because he doesn't want to be the guy who says, hey, you know, I'm at, uh, I'm at the gates of heaven. I decide who gets in, and I'm going to tell you who's on my level and who's not. I don't think he thinks that Robert Ory's a Hall of Famer, but I think he was trying to be respectful. And uh, you know, probably not a fair question to ask a Hall of Famer about a potential Hall of Famer, but I thought with Charles, usually pretty forthcoming, but I think that he took the, uh, the appropriate way out. Update the poll results there, McLovin. Who has the most pressure on him in the NBA playoffs? Giannis is the early leader. Paul George second. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, by the way... I got another piece of sound from Nate McMillan. He got fined $25,000. This might have been the reason why he was fined $25,000. I'll have that for you coming up. He talks about the challenges of facing the Knicks, knowing the league wants the Knicks to succeed. Now, he did have an answer at a press conference that the league wants the Knicks in the playoffs. This is a little different than, hey, the league wants the Knicks in the playoffs. That's true. Does the league want the Knicks to succeed in the playoffs? That might have cost him the $25,000. Also, John Smoltz will join us. Does he agree with Clayton Kershaw? These no-hitters, bad for baseball. Rich Eisen from the NFL Network will join us as well. One more item as we close out the first hour. Our friends from Traeger, wood-fired grills. They're fired up right now in more ways than one. So many things to love about the Traeger grill. I love the versatility. It's called six-in-one versatility. That means you can grill, smoke, bake, roast, braise, barbecue all in one grill. The six-on-one grill. Pulled pork, you want pizza, you can bake a pie on there if you want to. Everything is fair game. Traeger makes cooking delicious food incredibly simple. You control the grill's temperature. It's as easy as using an oven. You pick the temperature you want Traeger does the rest of the work for you you don't have a recipe you can download it they have thousands of recipes make sure you use your Traeger app because you can control your grill with Wi-Fi technology from the Traeger app that means you can monitor what you're cooking I could be sitting here right now and I could control the grill out in our grilling area I could raise the temperature if I wanted to it's as easy as that learn more at your local dealer or visit TraegerGrills.com slash DP show it's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.